whatever the big skill is that you think you don't have to make yourself successful and that's keeping you in that feast and famine cycle instead of the feast being living in the feast is that you can learn almost anything. You just have to give yourself enough time to do it. Hey, feasters, welcome to episode 10 of season three of Live in the Feast. And Ryan Carson is our special guest today. He's the founder of Treehouse. He's a family man, a very driven individual, which you'll no doubt hear on today's show, but someone who I've respected for a very long time and we'll dive into how long it's been. I'm excited to have Ryan on the show today because I've been chatting with him and following his journey for close to a decade now. It's unbelievable. He's built an amazing business over that time, helping people learn how to code. This guy is so driven. We'll get into why after all of this time, he now wakes up at 4.30 a.m. every single day. If you're new to the show, I'm Jason Resnick, and Live in the Feast is a podcast for freelancers like you looking to build a profitable business and get recurring revenue so that ultimately you can live the life that you want. And if you're not new to the show, have you gone ahead and dropped into iTunes to subscribe and maybe leave a five-star rating and review? In this episode, Ryan shares his passion for helping people all over the planet in building an education platform so they can live the life of their dreams. As a developer, I know it can be a tough space to crack into, but Treehouse has made it exceptionally simple, not just from an educational standpoint, but now with TalentPath, they've helped those that have graduated move on to find positions in the industry. Now, let me shut up and let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Feast, the premium online coaching and community designed for web developers, designers, marketers, and freelancers of all type wanting to specialize their business and build recurring revenue that's profitable and sustainable. Today's market is ever-changing and yesterday's advice won't cut it. Feast members get access to the roadmap and training library, which includes everything you need to niche down, build recurring revenue, and become that go-to respected person for your services. That together with monthly roundup calls, exclusive workshops, expert chit chats and our slack community you'll have everything you need to live the life of your own design if you're serious about not competing on price and having clients that respect you and your expertise then join feast head over to feastcourse.com today Hey, Feasters, and welcome to Live in the Feast. Today's featured guest is Ryan Carson. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, good to be on the show. Can't wait. Yeah, thanks for being here. Ryan is a father, an entrepreneur, a developer at heart, which, you know, that's me too. (laughs) But he's a very thoughtful and purpose-driven individual. And that's one of the aspects of him that I admire so much. And he's created Treehouse to help as many people be successful in life as possible by learning to code. 
and he's now extended that mission with Talent Path, and we'll dive into that as well. Ryan, I'm sure I didn't do enough justice to that intro. Please tell us a little bit more about who you are and why you do what you do. You bet. You were very kind, and I, I appreciate that. I thought it was fun how we were chatting before we started and realized we were actually chatting back in like 2007 on Twitter. Yeah. So we were both feeling old, but like, <laughs> like we said, there's a lot of power in being old, so it's all good. Yes. Yeah. So I am the founder and CEO of Treehouse. I am passionate about empowering people with technology education so they can change their life. I started Treehouse about 10 years, no, yeah, 10 years, eight, eight, about eight years ago. Uh, it's like, I don't know, 20 years ago, <laughs> long enough, right? That it, sure. it uh, feels like a long time ago. And we've taught 850,000 adults how to code. And what we do now is we help companies create talent. So they essentially realize, gosh, we can't hire enough developers or product designers. We need help. You know, they're in a talent war with crazy juggernauts like Amazon and Facebook and Google. And so we help them literally create talent from their local neighborhood. Um, so uh, we've learned how to do it. And it's way more sustainable, way more affordable than, than kind of going the traditional hiring route. We've got about 80 employees. We raised a little bit of venture capital, but we haven't raised since 2012. And we are profitable and sustainable and and really trying to build a, a long-term business. And I am one of those lucky people that, that loves my job. I wake up every day just excited about the challenges and what's going to happen and, and what we're doing. I feel grateful for that every day. Yeah. And you wake up ridiculously early. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. Uh, every weekday. There's actually a story behind that. And I'll answer that when I uh, answer your question about kind of the defining moment because sure. uh, it, it kind of relates to that. Awesome. I mean, as a father of a one-year-old now, I can oh, appreciate man. how early that is. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm going to bed then, but you know, uh, it no. is what it is. But My you're wife the, and I. You're in the hurt locker right now, though, where you know, one is a tough age. They don't. They're not really like interacting with you on a, in a, like a meaningful human way yet. But yeah, yeah he's you have to do all the to. work, you know? Yeah, he's he's starting to. And that's what's kind of cool about the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, I, I was talking with my wife the other day. It's it's interesting to see him become a, a person and his right, own person. Right. And then it's both awesome and somewhat sad to see mm. your own traits starting to come <laughs> through. Right. I know. Like, <laughs> I know it's, it's crazy. And then when you start seeing your dad in you, you realize, Oh man, my kids are going to become me. This is, <laughs> this is not all good. <laughs> so you alluded to it. Let's just jump right into it. I mean, what was your defining moment in life so far? You know, it was something that happened about, it was actually, it was, gosh, it was probably on January 2nd, 2017. And, you know, I've had a lot of defining moments. And, sure. and in case my amazing, wonderful wife is listening to this, clearly the day <laughs> I married you, Jill, was, was a defining moment. But, you know, in, in business or in, you know, kind of professional life, this definitely was the moment. And uh, we had someone coming inbound to try to buy a treehouse. And, um, those things happen occasionally and, and, and people are, you know, asking these kind of things. And I usually go through the conversation because it's always good to talk to people and, mm -hmm. and hear them out. 
And so went through the conversation and thought maybe it might make sense because strategically it might allow us to change more lives. You know, it's kind of one of those things where combined we might be more powerful um, and we might be able to help more people. And so went down the route pretty far, talked about it and and thought we might do it. But the more I thought about it, the more I became convinced that that strategically it wouldn't be the right thing for our students. It wouldn't be the right thing for our business customers. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't really help me accomplish our mission. And, you know, even though it would have been wonderful for my family, you know, financially and and things like that, I just decided I don't think we should do it. In of itself, that was a very kind of big thing to decide. You know, it's like a huge fork in the road. So decided, okay, I don't think we're going to do it. And uh, I texted back a CEO. Um, because usually, you know, texting is the quickest way for me to get in touch with someone and for someone sure. to talk to me. So we were texting back and forth, and like, what? It was late at night. I think it was like 9 p.m. And I just said, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just don't think this is going to work. I, you know, I appreciate all the time and effort you put in, and, and I thank you for your interest in our business, but we're just going to um, go in our own direction. And he said, wait a minute, are, are we breaking up over text? <laughs> which, <laughs> so that was kind of funny. And I said, well, yeah, I guess. And he said, well, let's have a phone call. You know? And so I said, okay, you know, no problem. And so we, you know, had, I think it was like 5 a.m. the next day. Um, we were on the phone, and my kids were all asleep upstairs, and my wife was asleep. And, and I said, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just think it through. I thought it through, and I just don't think it's going to happen. And, and, um, and he said, are you sure? You know, and I said, yeah, I've, I've thought a lot about it, you know. And then he went quiet for about 10 seconds. And, uh, and then he said, we're going to crush you. And uh, I was like, okay, hmm, you know, <laughs> that's interesting. And it was just a moment of clarity, you know, that I had made the right decision, number one, because, you know, I would have been working for that guy. Um, and number two it lit a fire inside me that I've, I've never experienced. And I'm not an ultra-competitive person. You know, I, I didn't play, like, sports when I was a kid and have to win, and, you know, I'm not always. But something about that and someone saying they were going to ruin the my life's work, you know, right. the thing I, I cared the most about professionally, I just decided there's no way I'm ever going to let that happen. Right. No matter no matter what, like I will die before I let that happen, and it was just crystal clear in my mind. And I've never experienced like a a, a fundamental shift in my behavior like this. So I I just decided, all right, I'm going to outwork you. Um, I'm going to outcompete you. I'm going to I'm I'm never going to let you beat Treehouse. <laughs> you know, right, right. Because I care too much about what we're doing. Like there's just there's no way that I'm going to let that happen. And so at that point I I, did what, I thought okay I'm going to wake up at 4:30 every morning, you know, and I'm I'm going to make time to to learn the things I haven't learned. So I had never done sales, I'd never done enterprise sales at all. And I man I had to learn that and I felt uncomfortable and 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 felt completely like imposter when it came to sales, but I just realized I have to do it and I have to learn. I I have to get over my fear. And so from that point on, I just became like a wild man, you know, <laughs> and I don't work at the expense of my family. So I work from 4.30 to basically 6.30 um, while my kids are sleeping. And then my kids wake up and my wife wakes up and 
And then I take a cup of coffee up to my wife and we kind of chat in bed and we, you know, we talk about our day and gives us kind of half an hour of, you know, sanity. Um, and then, then we have, you know, breakfast as a family. And then I go to work at eight 30 and I work solidly till six. Um, so I don't work outside of those hours really, you know what I mean? I just am extremely focused and hardworking when I'm working and I taught myself sales, you know, uh, learn how to do a, a funnel and a pipeline and 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 use it you know tools like outreach now and and actually I, I learned I love sales because mm. I'm selling something that I truly believe in right hundred percent you know every time that I close a deal um, you know you, you mentioned talent path so we have a a product now that helps companies <clears throat> literally create diverse talent so it helps them invest in their local community. Um, give people that are underrepresented people of color and women a new path to their company. And it, it's amazing. And so every deal that I close literally changes life after life after life. And uh, it's amazing. So, you know, looking back, that was, you know, a year and a half ago. And I feel like I'm a totally different person. So that that was pretty fundamentally life-changing. Um in addition to that, I, I decided it was time to get a coach. So I have a CEO coach that's basically like a psychiatrist for business, right? right. <laughs> yep, <laughs> so, yep, for um, sure. And, and she's been fundamental in helping me um, strengthen my strengths, but also smooth out my weaknesses. So it's been a fun journey, but it's it was hard. But looking backwards, it it um, I'm so grateful I was able to go through that. Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing that you have Treehouse for almost a decade mm. and you just now learned sales. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You learned that a coach can help in certain aspects of, of your business life. Uh, I mean, it's amazing that it just fundamental, almost the fundamental business assets and skills and things like that. We do, well, maybe don't focus on those things initially, I don't know. Do you work I don't on know. the strengths first. I guess I. I think uh, you know. I don't think anyone should copy what I did because it was <laughs> it was really painful. Like not learning sales earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, the, I guess the thing I can draw from that is I really, really, really cared about building a product that that taught people how to code online. You know, I viewed it as the most important work I'd ever I'd ever. And, you know, complete. And so we made the core product of Treehouse really, really, really good. Yeah. We have all of our own teachers in house. We write all of our own curriculum, you know, from soup to nuts. We built our own platform. Like it's really, really good because mm-hmm. we built everything from scratch. Um, but it was really, really good for consumers. So people pay us 25 bucks a month. And interestingly enough, that has become the foundation for the B2B project uh, product, you know, what we what we use to create developers for companies. So ironically, all that work on consumer product worked. Um, it's just that I I should have learned, uh, you know, B2B enterprise sales much sooner. I think if you're listening and you are a freelancer or, a, you know, running a business yourself, I'm hoping you can take away from this that whatever the big skill is that you think you don't have to make yourself successful and to, you know, that's keeping you in that feast and famine cycle instead of the feast being living in the feast is that you can learn almost anything. You just have to give yourself enough time to do it. 
And I mean time lengthwise, like years, right? If you're willing to spend years learning something, you could actually get really good at it. And then, and then you realize, oh, everyone that does this was just like me. Like they didn't start off knowing this stuff. You know, they learned it. Right. So I, ho- I hope that's encouraging. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, you know, living in New York as a freelancer, for me, you know, that's kind of the genesis of me doing the podcast and starting to talk and go to meetups and conferences and things like that about freelancing because people kept asking me, how, how do you freelance and, and live in New York? I mean, what are you, living out of a cardboard box? I mean, <laughs> it costs a lot of money to live there, right? <laughs> right. And, and I said, well, I don't know. I'm just an average guy that, you know, I just figured it out. I knew where I wanted to go. I mean, at a very young age, I knew that I wasn't really going to be able to sit at somebody else's desk. So I wanted to build a life for my family, which at that time I was never ready for a family at that point, but I knew eventually. And I always kept that vision in mind. And for me, that was the way to do that was to have the control of my own time and the flexibility of my own time. Like I work out of my house now, I'm able to see first steps and hear first words and things like that. And that to me is important. I want to be there for, you know, we take him to swimming lessons and music class and, you know, the, the gym, like the little gym it's called and where you have a whole bunch of one and two year olds running around playing with balls and stuff. So I enjoy doing that and that's important to me. And I make the time for that. If I was sitting at somebody else's desk, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I just always had that vision in mind. And how did I get to there? Or how would I be able to afford to be able to take that time? Well, I had to build my own business and doubling down on my strengths. And again, I've learned sales just recently too. I'm still learning it, right? And so it's it's kind of refreshing to hear that. <laughs> like yep. I'm like, but yeah, you can is, learn this it's, stuff. You it's know? so easier. It's so much easier when you do believe 110% in what you're selling. Right. And and I mean, I literally had a sales call right before this podcast. And it was fascinating because at the end of it, I said, can I ask you a blunt question? Are you interested in, in Treehouse solving this problem for you? I've learned that the reason why people buy something is because they want to solve a problem. So you just have to ask sometimes. And people want to buy something because it will solve that problem. So like, it's everyone wins. You're not trying to trick someone into buying, right? It's actually about saying, oh, you have a real need. Like, we solve that. Do you want me to solve it for you? And in the end, they could say no, or they could say yes. And the first big sale I ever had, it was just so exciting. Uh, I just want to tell a story real quick because hopefully it's encouraging. So if you haven't sold anything, you know, selling your first thing is really hard because you've never done it. You don't know when it's going to happen. So I, I was working, you know, I told you about that, that dark morning in January. It was more than a year until I sold my first big deal. And there was dark, dark, you know, days where I just thought, I don't think I'm ever going to sell anything. I'm no one saying yes. I feel like I'm a million miles away. And so I wrote um, this, this little entry in my, in my notepad and it said, and I basically decided I need to visualize succeeding here because 
it's not happening <laughs> and, and I'm going to quit, you know, at some point. And so I wrote, I can imagine, you know, the, an email comes in from a prospect I've been working on and they say, yes, I want to do the deal. And then I, you know, I, I cheer out loud, tell the whole company that we closed a deal and, you know, everybody cheers. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that hadn't happened. Right. Um, that was just me imagining it. And then, um, eventually fast forward, I think it was like three months later or something. And I was on the phone with, uh, with a prospect and, uh, MailChimp is one of our big customers now. So MailChimp is a big newsletter, you know, company and, and, um, and I was on the phone with the person that was going to make the buying decision. And I said, Eric, you just have to say yes. Will you say yes? <laughs> and he's like, yes, yeah, 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 yes, yes, let's do it. You know, and nice. it was, it was fascinating. And then I freaked out, you know, and like ran around <laughs> the office screaming and yelling and, you know, and so, yeah, just asking people sometimes literally is, 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 uh, the doorway. Yeah. If uh, I'm a, I, I forget where even I heard it the first time, but if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Yeah, you never get, it's weird. Yeah, and it sounds all salesy and, and cheesy, but it's like, gosh, you know you know what? Yeah, if you just got to ask. Yeah, and that's what I try to help freelancers in Inside a Feast, that's our membership website, but also in coaching and just in general, when you send out a proposal, at the end of it, you have to tell them to say yes, right? Like you have to give them the option to buy from you at the end of a proposal. Tell them mm. what to do, mm. what the next step is when they say yes. Yep. Because a lot of times, especially in the freelance game, you're working with smaller businesses, maybe even Main Street USA type businesses that have never even seen a proposal. They don't know what the process is, right? right. So you have to you have to almost handhold them through that process, right? That's if funny. you're not there to present the proposal, and you just send it off in an email. No wonder why you haven't heard back from them in a week because you didn't right. tell them what to do. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's funny. I often just ask people at the end of a sales call, "What would you like to do next?" Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it kind of makes it clear. Okay, we've we've got to decide what to do here. You know, and then they go, "Oh, oh okay, yeah. Well, I'd like to meet again," or you know that kind of thing. And it's funny, like, and maybe this. And we were both forty. We were laughing about how our birthdays are a month <laughs> apart. You know. I think the older I get, the more I realize you just have to have hard conversations. And yes. it just isn't worth beating around the bush. And I don't mean be blunt or, or harsh. I just mean having the conversation that you know you need to have. Right. Um, it's just, just do it, you know? Yep, yep. So let me ask, where did you learn sales? Did you read a specific book or several books? <laughs> or? Um, I remember I signed up for some guy's uh, online course, you know, shockingly. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, being a founder of an online school, and I can't even remember his name, <laughs> but it was it was pretty good. I mean, he was kind of your schmoozy, kind of cheesy sales type of person, but the fundamentals were sound. Okay, identify the persona who you sell to. What's their job title? What's the company size? Be clear about it. Okay, what are you selling? What's the product price? Um, what's what? Okay, now put those people in a in a in a pipeline. You know, and then, you know, try to get their attention at least 17 times, you know, and, and then if people don't, you know, get back to you within a certain amount of time, you have to move on. I keep saying to everyone I meet now, sales is not complex. It's just hard. So actually, it's very simple math. And it literally is just the discipline to, to not quit. 
And uh, that's pretty much all there there is to it in my mind. And I'm a big fan of a guy named Jocko Willink. Have you come across him? Uh, the name sounds familiar. He has a big podcast called, the, I think, the Jocko Podcast or something. And he is kind of ex-Navy SEAL and, and just kind of a badass, you know. And he has um, a book he wrote called Discipline Equals Freedom. This whole kind of transformation I went through with, you know, that, that CEO kind of telling me he's going to crush me turned me into a believer of discipline and, and daily work. And just the fact that if you have the discipline to do, you know, the boring hard work every day, then you get free. Um, you know, you actually have the freedom to, to change your, your outcome. So I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's what happens a lot is that, you know, people don't, well, I mean, no one enjoys the mundane tasks that you have to do on a daily basis, but nope. they start to feel that, okay, well, I've done this all week. This is not working. And yeah. then they, they feel like they're behind the eight ball a little bit and well, they either fall back into bad habits, right? When yep. they're trying to move the needle of the business or that they just like, okay, well, yeah, this doesn't work for me. And they're not in it for the long haul, like you mentioned earlier, right? Like feel that the time spent that they had was worth it. They don't realize that you, you still have gotten from point A to point B. Well, right. now, now you got to get to C, D and E also. Right. So. Right. Yeah. You just have to s switch your time kind of time horizon, you know, and say, okay, I, I need to be thinking about this as a year project because man, you can get a lot done in a year, you know, a day, nothing, a week, nothing, a month, not much, you know, three months, maybe something, but man, a year get a lot done. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I'm I'm a notoriously <laughs> bad experimenter on social mm. media. Like every time a social media platform comes out, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give this three months and I'm gonna yeah. get see if it works. And if it yep. does something for me, it doesn't, right? But knowing well, like we were talking earlier, is Twitter for me has always been I don't know a natural social media platform for me. Just to jump into conversations, it's quick, one sentence, two sentences kind of thing. Share a link, that kind of stuff. It's like I'm always falling back to that one, right? Yep. And yep. and just to be able to make connections and things like that. It's just it is. It's a long game, and yep. that's what business is. And yeah. if you're not, it, I, I I I say this expression a lot is that look when you start your own business, you didn't start it to work more, right? You started it for some other reason. Keep that reason in mind because that's what's going to get you through those tough days, those mundane days where you're like, oh, I have to do this again. Like, yep. I don't want to do this again. Right. So, yeah, I'll back that up because so part of what I had to start doing when I woke up at 430 is um, I wrote my why statement. You know, why am I doing this? And I wrote it very clearly down and I actually read it every day. I don't have to. It's funny. I don't have to do that now, but I did for the first year. And it, it did, it helped me, it helped me get through the other, the other thing is, and everyone's different, but what really worked for me as well, there's a YouTuber named uh, Eric Thomas and he, he, he's just really motivating to me. And he has this one video about um, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson mm -hmm. and just talks about how the whole reason Buster Douglas got up and kept fighting um, and eventually knocked Mike Tyson out because he had a why. And his why was his mom had just died. And he knew he had to win the fight because he promised his mom that he would. And she was dead and he had to honor her. Like, and, you know, and, I, and it, it may sound emotional, it may sound cheesy, but it's like, this is, a, the, this is where you got to go 
if you really do want to make it through. Um, sure. And, and there's, there's no shame in that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was sort of the motivation behind what that guy said to you about treehouse, like yep. we're going to crush you. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's like this primal thing inside. Wait, is it, what? Where'd yeah. that come from? I'm like, you're <laughs> right. not going to do anything like that. <laughs> right. No, you're not. Come here. I mean, right. and, and I, I hate to kind of gloat, but I got to earlier this year, he got fired. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I mean, it goes to prove like, number one, don't be, you know, don't be a mean person like that. That just, yeah. that's never going to work out for you. But, you know, number two, careful what you tell people because you might uh -huh. just, you know, create a beast. Yeah. It's a small world. Like, yeah. I, you know, I tell people that all the time. Like, we are on the internet now, but even with like early 2000s, the turn of the century, even still, like, people would burn bridges. And I'm like, why are you burning bridges? Like, three years from now, you don't know where that person's going to be or you don't know nope. how they're going to weave back into your life in some way. And they will. But, you never know. So you want to hear my funny um, story about that? Sure. Yeah. Back in 2007, I got an email from a friend of mine um, and he said, hey, I want you to, to meet this guy named Joe Gebbia. And, uh, you know, I was at the time I was running these conferences where web designers, and web developers would speak. You know, I know you know about that, but just for FOA. Yeah, FOA. <laughs> yep. FOA. Yep. Future web apps. And, yep. and so he said, you know, he would love to speak and, uh, you never heard of him. You never heard of his company there. It's all, there are only seven people. It's a, it's a kind of a strange concept. You like rent a room in someone's house and it's called Airbnb. And <laughs> I never replied. I didn't even oh, reply. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the guy's worth like billions of dollars now. And, right, and, right. um, I've tried to reply, you know, and he just, obviously it's probably not even getting to his spam filter, you know? And even if it is, he's probably like, screw you, man. Like, you know, <laughs> you didn't reply when I asked for a chance. I'm not going to give you a chance. So you're right. You never know. Mm, yeah. No, that's, it's funny. It's funny. So before we wrap up here, and by the way, everyone go to the show notes, we'll put all of the links. We'll, I'll find er Eric Thomas's link about Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. I still remember that fight. By nice. The way, on pay-per-view. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. <laughs> but we'll put all these links in the show notes for sure. But before I let you go, what does today's Ryan looks like? What's the future hold for you in the next coming years? Well, I'm just so excited about what we're doing at Treehouse. You know, I, I think 10 years from now, I'll still be working at Treehouse and still be working on our mission. And, and I think in the future, we're going to be helping every major company in America create new talent you know, across all sorts of jobs, you know, development, design, everything, because uh, there's going to be a huge number of jobs and there isn't enough people coming out of college to fill them. So I, uh, I can't wait to be working on that. I think the work we're doing to partner with and empower underrepresented people of color and women in America who haven't had an equal chance to, you know, participate in all the wealth being created in tech. I'm so excited to be working on that. Um, and being an ally to those communities, I think it really matters. So really excited about doing that. You know, we, we're going to build, are uh, going to continue to build a sustainable, profitable, long-term business um, that stays mission-focused and mission-driven. So going to do that, try to stay fit. You know, as I go through all this process, I, I'm a, I run Spartan races. I'm actually running one on Saturday. So I'm just going to try to try to maintain that not going to beast it or anything but try to maintain my fitness and and going to work at being a good dad and a husband and and that's me 
Awesome. Well, that's all. I love the fact that it's like Trias is just 10 year visions, right? Yeah. Like the long haul is there. And, and that's something that I'm passionate about as well. I mean, I was 14 and I knew where I kind of wanted my life to be, like at least how it was shaped. So it's, it's amazing to hear a lot of the folks like yourself that have those long-term visions. It's not like a quick win and out, right? So. Amen. Amen. Kudos to you on that. Uh, I love it. So where can folks reach out and say thanks? Oh, that'd be great. Um, I'm, if you just Google Ryan Carson, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so I signed, I signed up early for all these things. So yeah, I'm Ryan Carson on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, all of the above. So please connect with me. I've been writing a lot on LinkedIn recently. Um, there is, there is so much uh, interactivity and, and engagement on LinkedIn these days. So that's been really fun. I also, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's me. I'd, I'd love to hear from you all. My email is just ryan at teamtreehouse.com. So please get in touch. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ryan. And everyone, it's your time to live in the feast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then head on over to liveinthefeast.com and subscribe. Head on over to iTunes and leave Ryan and I a five-star rating review on the episode. It will help others find this episode too. Next week, I'll be back with Avani Miriella, where she shares how she's building her freelance business in the ever-changing landscape of cryptocurrency. Till then, it's your time to live in the feast. Yeah.